Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Record an emergency podcast so close, so close to a Lions victory in Lambeau Field. But here we are. It is Friday, September 29th, almost the end of the season, uh, almost the end of of September, already the end of summer. This is prime football weather, and football just got a little more tasty, baby. Not because of three and one, not because of first place in the NFC North, not because of a beatdown of the Green Bay Packers and an invasion of Lions fans into Lambeau. No, 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 no. The cherry on the top is free JMO actually worked. I didn't never thought it would happen, but it worked. Jamison Williams, his suspension has been lifted, and we're going to tell you more about why it happened, what it means, and when he can play right now on an emergency Pride of Detroit POD cast. I am Chris Perfett, the adequate host at Chris Perfett on Twitter, multimedia editor, other fake titles, whatever you want to ascribe to me. Joining me, pitch pinch hitting here as everyone else decided after that victory to go on vacation, the man who never takes time off from villainy, Morgan Cannon, at MCannon313, writer for Pride of Detroit. My man, Morgan, how are we doing? Even better right now. I just can't complain. It's just a, it's just a wonderful, beautiful Friday. Well, it's beautiful for a lot of reasons, but let's do a little bit of background. So Jamison Williams was suspended for six games along with a Titans offensive tackle, Nicholas Petit Frere. Their, their crime was gambling on non-NFL games at NFL facilities. Depending on the scub or rumors you hear, Jamison was just building, was just betting on... Alabama football games is alma mater, which I don't know if I totally buy it, but either way, the charges stick. And that was six games. Friday happens. The NFL is re- is revising its gambling suspension policies. Morgan, you know, as well as I, the, the NFL has to walk a very fine line on gambling suspensions for its players because they're in the also in the business of trying to take money from a lot of these book, these sports book companies like BetMGM and Caesars and DraftKings. It's a huge industry. It's taken over in a couple of years faster than I anticipated. And new rules. Well, we'll talk about I think I want to talk about later about some of the NFL rules about betting on NFL games itself, because it will affect the Lions at some point. I think it'll affect every team. But what it did change was the suspensions for betting on non NFL games at NFL's facilities. In particular, they decided the first offense now should be two games. The second offense should be six games. So that means retroactively they had punished. Jamison Williams, Nicholas Petit Frere, too much, and so on. And so on Friday, today, the 29th, they have decided effective Monday, Nicholas Petit Frere, and more importantly for us, Jamison Williams can be reinstated. Which means that Jamison Williams, 
end suspension at least two games early, and he's for free and available to play against the Carolina Panthers. Yep, it's huge, man. Like how we did, I did not think like I've been watching the NFL for as long as I've been alive now. So I'm about to be 33 here in a couple weeks. And I did not see the NFL saying, okay, our bad, we'll fix this just because that's not something they do. Think about all the things they've screwed up in the past with through the years, like the domestic violence issues, you can go on and on. I just really did not see them saying, okay, we'll fix this. Um, yeah, it's just it's insane, man. This is a this is a cherry on top of a really delicious Sunday that we enjoyed last night. I didn't think this would happen. I thought the NFL was very serious about all this gambling. And I know Lions fans thought it was unfair. And I agree with them. I think that gambling on I understand why it's a rule. I don't agree that gambling on non NFL games, regardless of where you are, should get you a suspension. But it is a rule and you have to live with the fact that it is a rule. However, I also thought that if it's going to be a rule, that feels more like something that should be a fine or a much smaller suspension than six games. Lions fans were very quick and 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 cynical to point out that the suspension carried more weight than a lot of things we see for domestic violence, for other, quote unquote, uh, damaging the shield penalties that are handed out. I don't know what to say other than gambling carries that stigma that will ruin a sport faster than anything else. Like you just have to look. I, I don't think we need to go back and look at the history of baseball, right? To understand that, that with as big as business of gambling is, and with as many conspiracies as there are about gambling impacting games, the last thing you want is player actions feeding into those conspiracy theories, especially in an age where America is addicted to conspiracy theories. But still, six games felt like a lot. And so I think this was the right move, and it was the right move to go ahead and reinstate Jamison Williams to do this because I just didn't think it would happen. But it is a nice surprise. It is a really nice surprise. I think they understood that this one was a little bit too harsh with the blowback. They adjusted. He's going to end up now serving more games than he really needed to. I don't think you'll ever get recompensated for that. But this is this is better than nothing, right? This is better than the NFL sticking to their guns and saying, no, you're going to wait until the six games are served. And it gives help to the Detroit Lions in an area for a deep threat where they could absolutely use someone like that right now. I don't think the Marvin Jones experiment has really worked out very well right now. Jamison Williams gives another element to an offense that's already humming along very well with Sam Laporta, Amon Ra, St. Brown, and uh, Khalif Raymond. Jamison Williams, if healthy, and Dan Campbell said, uh, told Pride of Detroit that J-Mo is good to go. Hamstring shouldn't be bothering him. He's good to go. That is another element to that offense, Morgan, that is very welcome as Lions continue to try to assert their dominance and remain on top of this division. Yeah, man, you made a bunch of really good points, honestly. Like the fact that he got suspended that much in the beginning was ridiculous just because it wasn't on an NFL. Like I understand protecting the shield and protecting the sanctity of the game. And like, I understand all that. So yeah, if they bet on the NFL, like hammer them, I get that. You got to, you got to almost make an example out of people. Yeah. And that, that suspension did, did increase. We'll get to that a little bit later, but yeah, go on. Yeah. I saw that portion of Schefter's, which makes sense. I'm all for that, but if Jamison wants to place a bet on the Pistons on a Wednesday night, just because he wants to make his Wednesday night a little more spicy or whoever wants to do that. I, I think they should, they're, you know, they're citizens just like us. 
Um, they should be able to. I was I was wondering why JMO was extra happy today because I looked on his Instagram and he was playing that uh, sexy red. So JMO is a St. Louis kid. Uh, sexy red is that rapper that's going uh, pretty viral right now. She's also from St. Louis and she dropped that shake your dread song. And so JMO had lions win and he was shaking his dreads. And I was like, he seems kind of chipper. I wonder what's going on. But I said, no, let me not think about that. That's too good to be true. And then look, we get this tweet. And boom, just a beautiful, oh, this is just a beautiful day. It's, it's a boon that once again, I feel like as a, as a long-term Lions fan, we're just kind of sitting here saying, what's the catch, right? <laughs> but I don't think we need to worry about that anymore. Brand new Lions, things of that nature. It just caps off a remarkable week for the Detroit Lions, one that I couldn't be more thrilled with, to be honest, because I know what the conversation is going in. And even then, there will be times where I think, you know, the big some big places will keep rolling out their talk about, oh, this is a long suffering fan base. But there were a lot of people who said the Lions are the right team who won that last night. Jamison Williams coming back. Helps the offense in certain ways. I think that there is still some work to be done on protecting Jared Goff. Uh, some of the plays that Jared Goff was making was clear that he was having trouble under pressure. But I think having a threat over the top back like Jamison Williams is exactly what the Lions need. And you just hope that he can come out and play strong. I know he was, they eased him in a little bit last year. He was kind of slow to get going. He didn't see many targets. I think a lot of that was by design. And I think a lot of people have been sitting here hoping for more from Jamison Williams. I wouldn't get out ahead of the skis too much just because I feel like people are get out ahead of the skis on like Jameer Gibbs. And now all the talk has been, why isn't Jameer Gibbs getting more targets? Why isn't he getting more carries? Fantasy people need to slow down on that front. But Jamison Williams coming back does mean that any other team out there has to be aware there might be an element where this kid can take something over the top. Oh, I was just going to say that's it, it might take him a little bit of time, as we saw in training camp and everything else to like get in sync with Jared Goff and to, to Goff's credit, like. In his defense, you know, none of his current was like Khalif is fast, right? But he's not JMO fast, man. Like we've seen mm -hmm. that now like in training camp and the few plays he had last year he's just so fast and the it, it might take a little bit of time for him to really get acclimated in the offense but like you said chris even just having him on the field when the lions ground game is already kind of like hitting its stride is gonna it's gonna make things tougher on defenses because you're a little bit more reluctant to put that eighth defender in the box you're a little bit more reluctant to send that extra blitzer on a uh on a you know obvious passing down so you know, his stat line might not reflect it right away, but he's going to make a difference just by being out there and having that defensive coordinator and those safeties have him in the back of their head. Because at this point, people know, like everyone knows he's fast. He might, you know, he's got some, you know, way to go before he's considered like a well-rounded professional wide receiver. But at this point right now, we've seen, remember the, even the play that got called back in week 18 against Green Bay last year, he was stumbling and was still running away from people. So he's just, it's just a different level of speed. It it's, it's something that is very, very well. Uh, sorry, I'm adjusting a few things here. It is something that is very well timed for what the Lions need. It's a good time for him to bring back too. there. He's going to be going up against, you know, the Carolina Panthers to get started. Carolina Panthers are 0 and 3 and they're taking on this Sunday the 0 and 3 uh Minnesota Vikings. I and I really just wanted to say the Minnesota Vikings are 0 and 3. 
I just really wanted to get that in there. I wanted to drive that that stake home deep, man, because uh, I've gotten a lot of good shots off of the rest of the NFC North the last couple of days. But uh, that one, <laughs> that one feels good. But so he's going to hit the Carolina Panthers and then he goes on the road. And then the next game on that is on the road against the Buccaneers. Two teams in the NFC South who I feel like have respect. They're they're fine in their defensive backfield. I, however, don't think them of them much as world beaters. Either way, these are two very good easing in games for Jamison Williams before the Baltimore Ravens game on the 22nd. So I think I think this is coming at the perfect amount of time. If he had served the full suspension, he would have missed those easing in games. This works out very well for him. Yeah, man, it's huge. I get like you said, extra weeks to get acclimated. He can practice right away this week. So even if he doesn't get a huge snap load against Carolina, he's going to get a full plate, you know, a full slate of practices. Once the Lions come back from their days off, I assume they'll probably come back Monday or Tuesday. Um, depending on what uh, Dan Campbell told them. Um, but yeah, he'll get a full helping of practices. He'll get a full dose of reps. And just like I said, man, even if it's 15 to 20 snaps against Carolina, just getting his feet wet again, it's going to make a world of difference. I've seen a couple people in the in the Twitch chat say it's just an upgrade uh, over you know some of the veterans that we have out there. And, and yeah, it's absolutely yeah. right. I think one of the things we'll talk about on the on the full POD cast, which we will try to stream on Monday, is what does this what's this probably going to mean for Marvin Jones Jr. at this point, who has, um, you know, I respect Marvin Jones. I love what he has done with the game so far. He is, however, playing like the oldest wide receiver out there and really struggling to get some of the passes from Jared Goff. He's just not making the connection with Jared Goff that we've seen Jared Goff make with several other receivers early on. Now, I want to go back and talk about the gambling policy to close out this emergency pod. Um, I was wrong about, again, about that the NFL wouldn't do this. And I know that uh, talking to ESPN, uh, JMO's father, uh, James, was saying, uh, quote, I was praying for it. And normally when I pray for things for my children, it normally comes to fruition. Everybody kept telling me that the NFL don't do this and the NFL don't do that. But Roger is a great guy, man. I love Roger. I don't know if I if I'm there quite with him on Roger Goodell, but. You know, Roger Goodell did say that they periodically review the NFL gambling policy. It feels odd. This is coming in the middle of a season the way it did. But I think several things happened to push this. Number one. Only two players were suspended under this policy of six games for non-NFL gambling at facilities, whereas we kept seeing a lot of players getting caught gambling on their own teams. So clearly there was a need to change around a few of these things. I think the message they sent on the Jamison Williams one had its effect. Everyone realized there were there was reports from the athletic that, oh, there's a lot of players who don't know this is a rule. It had its effect. People stopped gambling at the facilities. People were able to. And let's not forget, I think there were some training uh, members who were caught up in this as well. So it was just a matter of, of, you know, gambling that felt casual at the workplace. It should never have been casual in the first place. It should never. It's not a workplace like you are you or me at our work when we're being like, yeah, I'm going to go place a five game parlay down to, on the NBA tonight or whatever. 
it should never have got to that because you have to understand gambling is different when you are an athlete in these sports. It compromises an integrity that really cannot be understated or casualized in any which way. I think a lot of the moralizing about it gets overblown sometimes. I don't think there's sharks waiting in the wings to recreate the, the first scene from, from uh, The Last Boy Scout where there's a sinister uh, voice on the other end of the phone telling you that they need this or else. But at the same time, it does create, it does recreate bad incentives. It, it is a vice at the end of the day, gambling, no matter how casualized we make it, it is a vice. It, it leads to addiction. It leads to ruination. If you're not careful, vices can be fun, but they always walk a very fine line in that way. But in this case, the NFL also realizes like, hey, we've kind of over we've kind of not balanced this this policy the right way. We are over we are over penalizing guys for gambling on non NFL stuff where we should be focused on the bigger problem, which seems to be guys are betting on the NFL themselves. And that makes sense because the biggest thing to bet in the world right now is the National Football League. It just doesn't come the NBA and college betting just doesn't compare at all, Morgan. No, I mean, the NFL is king for a reason, right? Like beyond the gambling, the NFL captures news cycles year round. Like they, people get all in for the draft. People get all in for free agency. Uh, it's, you know, it's crazy. The amount of people who tune in for even preseason games. So yeah, to your point, it looks like it's I'm I'm really impressed that they made this correction when they did, because typically this is something that, you know, we would in the past know the NFL to take care of in the offseason, you know, like. Absolutely. They, yeah. Yeah. When they fix a rule after the fact, like something that's already burned the Lions, but they're like, OK, we're fixing it after the fact. And I'm like, hey, that's cool, but it doesn't really help what already happened. Um you know, how many times have we seen that? Like the quarter, the, yeah, I won't even get into yeah. that. You guys I, I, I just, I just don't think it's really picking out the Detroit Lions in particular. I think Nicholas Petit Frere coming back for the Titans is probably helpful too, given that uh, their own team could probably use the, uh, the, the line help right now, especially with how that team has been performing. I think they're, what is it? One and two right now. And I know Derek Henry just posted a very poor game against the Cleveland Browns. So it, it's it's an it's a it's a proper correction because I think it's more than just when they approach these policies, you can't be like, hey, we just screwed a, a team. I don't think it's as simple as that. It was a policy and and something they had to particularly stand on, but it was unbalanced at the end of the day. I'm going to be curious to see where this adjustment comes f- purely from an NFL observer standpoint, Morgan. I, I don't know where you are on this, but like as an NFL observer, I'm curious to see where the new harsher rules about gambling on your on the NFL goes, because gambling on your own team now carries a two year suspension. We've seen guys who were caught gambling on their own team. And again, not to go into the baseball histrionics, but that's the Pete Rose crap that you just can't do because that more than any other bet you make as an NFL player throws so much doubt onto what your team is doing yeah man you can't yeah you can't compromise the integrity of the shield like i like all it sounds corny when they talk about it but in that instance you can't you know you can't just you can't have that happen you can't have people questioning the integrity of the game like okay was this actually the outcome or is it is it fixed and that's when the nfl would start losing money like crazy so 
Yeah. Can't have yeah. For God's sakes. I was, I was trying to find an update on Luke Musgrave the other night and I saw a bunch of people weaving oh, conspiracy dude. theories that <laughs> Luke Musgrave's concussion was fake and that someone made a call to stop the money on a player prop on his, on his receiving yards. Like yeah, that's, that's insane. Crazy. It's crazy, but we see it every time, right? We see it every time. The, the joke about the script about, you know, whether this league yeah. is on the up and up, you cannot feed that at all all because no. it will that is the one thing i don't know what can ruin the nfl morgan and its ascendancy it gets bigger and bigger every year but that's the one thing that could cause it problems and it has to be nipped in bud 100 chris yeah you can't have that like that's really in my opinion the only thing that could take out the nfl because they've actively tried to make the game safer they've taken away the stuff from the early 2000s where it was just really a dangerous it was too dangerous of a game so yeah um it's a full stop, you know, zero tolerance. I understand all of that, but I'm glad they walked the non NFL gambling back mm -hmm. just in general too. like for JMO for sure. Cause we're lions fans and we want to see Jamison Williams on the football field and making plays for the lions, but also just on a common sense standpoint. Right. And I hope the lions can take this as a lesson because I know there were other players in the Detroit lions who were caught for gambling on NFL games. We've, I think we've all kind of memory hold Quintus Cephas at this point. Uh, I don't think Quintus Cephas is ever coming back, but you know, this, this is, this is something that I think the lions can grow on. They were one of the first teams to get caught with this gambling, with the, uh, with the gambling scandals that went through this entire off season. They've got their big player reinstated. Fantastic. Great. Now it's time to clamp down on the activity and make sure that everyone knows that that skirting the line in any way can can harm the team. It's an easy one for them to really go hard about when it comes to making sure that nobody repeats this mistake again. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to be a talking point as soon as Dan gets in front of the team uh, this week, you know, like, hey, we got Jameson back. We're excited. Let's not do anything like that again. I know I'm speaking in generalities here, but I could easily, you know, something, some iteration of that, you know, that message, right? Like, we're not going to do that again. Everyone's going to be smart and be available. And, you know, so let's be good from here. All right. We're going to close out this emergency podcast. Enjoy this on your feeds, everyone. Uh, more to come on Monday. We also have the post game up there. If you haven't listened to it, uh, me, uh, me, myself, Jeremy, Ryan and Hamza all got a little wild talking about the Packers game Monday. We'll have more about the Detroit Lions and their victory and what ends uh, grading the team at this quarter mark of the season and talking more about JMO until then we are, this has been pride Detroit. We'll see you star side. <laughs>